It's Outside the Trenches, Big B, Tucker Franklin, hanging out with you, getting you ready for Thanksgiving football and much more. Stick with us. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches. Welcome in to Outside the Trenches, a special Thanksgiving episode that, though, you know, the old Wednesday, we're live, obviously, at 9 p.m. before uh, before uh, Thanksgiving. Always a big night. Uh, Thanksgiving Eve, Big B. How you doing? How you feeling? I am doing good. Um, not feeling that great. Uh, actually, I take that back. Uh, I'm not feeling horrible. Horrible. I'm feeling bad that the Steelers lost on Sunday, but we made some change out. We made some changes. I hate seeing people lose their job. Don't get me wrong. But in a huh. results-based business, I mean, it is what it is. Unfortunately, it just is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Steelers did move on from uh, Matt Canada. I thought uh, the press conference that uh, Mike Tomlin gave was, was a good one. Heard some new phrases I hadn't heard before. Uh, you're ending on the fire. That was a new one. That was wild. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, he took he took a lot of uh, accountability and responsibility for uh, making the move and making the action. I, l- listen, I he's probably my second favorite head coach in the league, truthfully, when it comes to just obviously Andy Reid number one for me. But right. Mike Tom was one of those guys like he can make some chicken salad out of some chicken. You know what? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just look at. How he was able to manage, I just go back to how he was able to manage Le'Veon Bell, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, all on the same roster and not yeah. hear a peep from any of them until after they left. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What a coach. Well, the thing about Mike Tomlin, and I know why he did what he did, you know, obviously I follow the Steelers. There was so much chatter about him not being the person that fired the head coach, that it was actually the owner, that it was Art Rooney and. Tomlin didn't do it. And first off, my thought was, who cares? We This is what we all wanted, so it happened. But second of all, one thing that a lot of people don't know is that while Art Rooney is in the background, he's one of the more hands-on owners in the league. You know, he, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't talk to the media often or anything like that, but he's involved. He is absolutely, absolutely involved. Not in day-to-day stuff or coaching or depth charts and stuff like that. But when there's decisions that are being made, he is absolutely involved in that. Well, it was a big decision, um, and a decision that wasn't uh, probably taken lightly around Pittsburgh. A lot of people have wanted him out for a while, but um, excited to see uh, the next chapter for them because, as we talk about pretty much every week on this podcast, NFC North, tough division, still up for grabs. Still up for grabs, the, the NFC North is, especially I, th- I think he got a team out of it now with uh, Joe Burrow's injury that he has. I believe that has happened since the last time we recorded a podcast. Um, Joe Burrow out for the season, torn ligament in his hand. It looked like he was shot when he threw the ball. It's kind of what it looked like yes. uh, on the touchdown pass. It was tough to see, tough to watch. Um, but yeah, uh, AFC wide open really now. Um, Big B, and I want to have a conversation with you about 
it kind of seems like we have this conversation almost every week, right, about the AFC and the Chiefs, and the Chiefs' offense isn't what we've come to expect the Chiefs' offense to be. Sure. But still, they go toe-to-toe with the Philadelphia Eagles, who are now who are regarded as the best team in the league. They go toe-to-toe. They outgain them on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense... For the most part, the Chiefs' defense dominated that game, allowing only 21 points. Three touchdowns shouldn't be a death sentence for a team with Patrick Mahomes on it. I'm curious to what your thoughts are when it comes to the Chiefs' offense and you know their their sustainability, their consistency, because there are some flashes sometimes when they put a drive together and you're like, okay, there it is. That's the Chiefs' offense that we know, but it's not all the time. I'm curious to what you think about like how they stack up with the AFC and how the other teams around them are because they go toe-to-toe with the, the best team in the league, only lose by three points, but in every statistical category, pretty much beat them. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, the key turnovers, you can't do that. It's two turnovers in the red zone. I mean, that was basically the difference in the ball game. But the one thing that we talked about last week that, you know... The Chiefs dominated the line of scrimmage. That's the one thing that I thought that they were going to have an issue with. They won the physicality battle against the Philadelphia Eagles. They did. The one thing that I know a lot of people have said, um, and while watching the game, they maybe should have tried to run the ball a little bit more. Pacheco in the offline was having their way. 19 carries seems like a ton for him. It is. But maybe it should have been 25. You know, I just... They were, they were running the football and having success. Maybe you stick with that a little bit more, you know, when, when things aren't necessarily going good in the passing game because guys can't catch the football, you know, uh, it's just maybe you're running a little bit more. But, but as far as the, the rest of the AFC, things are up for grabs, but I, I wouldn't be too discouraged if I'm a Chiefs fan today. I just wouldn't. Uh, I know a lot of people are upset that they lost the game, and and I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but I wouldn't be too discouraged because, again, they went up against one of the most physical teams in the National Football League, and the Chiefs were the more physical football team. Just period, period, point blank. They were the more physical football team. Two key turnovers, an interception and a fumble in the red zone were the difference. Uh, So I wouldn't be – if I'm a Chiefs fan today, I'm upset that we lost. But I wouldn't be too discouraged because your football team is still very, very good. The turnovers you mentioned are something that I think that there's just variance there, right? I don't think that that's who the Chiefs are or the Red Zone right. turnovers, right? I think that that's something that will get worked out. <clears throat> and I thought that there was a, a really good point made on the uh, the Amateur Hour podcast. Uh, you, you guys can hear that uh, later today on on Thursday. But... Dirk makes a really good point about uh, he made a comparison to Travis Kelsey's fumble against the Bengals last season in the regular season, how it was almost really similar to what happened in the Seagulls game. Now, I think I I think even the lead was a little bit similar time in the game was a little it was a little bit uh, early for the for the Chiefs on that one. Uh, But against the Eagles, I should say, but I don't think we're going to see that. And I don't think we're going to see the Chiefs wide receivers drop the ball 9% of the time they're targeted for the whole season. Now, on the other side of the coin, you can say, Tucker, it's week 12, buddy. Like, maybe they are what they are at this point. We've had we've had that much time. We've had that much of a sample size. Maybe that's just who we are. And maybe it is. 
But I want to believe that a team with Patrick Mahomes, that a team with Andy Reid, that a team with the, with the system that they have in place, Travis, Kelsey, those mistakes that they have are easily fixable. It's not like they have a mistake on there that, or, or, or a, a flaw that is incredibly, well, the wide receiver talent might not be at the, at the level that it needs to be. They can't do anything about that right now. Trade deadline's over. They're not going to find anybody off the street that they can bring in. They got the guys who they have. No, name the guy off the practice squad. He's not going to fix what's going to happen, right? Like he's not going to fix anything. They've got the guys that they've got. I don't think that the drops, and if the drops continue, the drops continue. But if you just look at like the law of averages, right? They're surely going to go the other way just because of all of you know the drops they've had so far this season. I'm curious your thoughts on that, Big B, because when it comes to you, when you look at this, when you look at this Chiefs offense, do you think it's more of like this is who they are? They've shown this for ten games, eleven games now. That's who they are, or do you think it's going to be something that's kind of high variance and it's that's just shown itself a lot early on in the season? Uh, I kind of think it is who they are. I mean, it <laughs> started the very first game of the season. I I think that you can get out of it. Don't get me wrong; it's kind of the like the case of the yips. Per, per se, you know, obviously guys are in the National Football League, uh, so they're not accustomed to just dropping all these passes. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in it. Uh, now, guys do drop, you know, more passes than others. You know, um, hey, I mean, it's tough to say. I just think that they can get out of it, but they, get, they are who they are as far as what, you know, what the, the players are. I mean, it's just you can't change that, but you can change, you know, like I said, it's a case of the yips. I just think they, the mentality can change. So hopefully they can snap out of it uh, because, again, this is a game that was lost because of drop passes, just like the yeah. Detroit Lions game. That was a game that was lost because of drop passes. I know you know people aren't going to say that, or I take that back. Players aren't necessarily going to say that, but that's the reason that the game was lost. I mean, Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown pass to Scantling. I mean – you, you couldn't place the ball any better if he walked it down to him. He just literally just dropped the ball. I mean, what else do you want him to do? Even on the fourth down play, Watts got to make that catch. The ball went through his hands and hit him in the helmet. He didn't get deflected. Nobody knocked his arms down or anything. He just dropped the football. So, you know, the, at, at some point, those things got to work themselves out. But I think the Chiefs, I think it's, it's a, a mental block type of thing that they just got to work through. It's a very nuanced conversation to have, Big B, about this Chiefs offense while you can still be a little worried or panicked about the state of the wide receiver room and how the wide receivers have, have performed so far this year. But on the other hand, you can still be confident in how the Chiefs stack up in the rest of the AFC. I mean, they're a game and a half yeah. back of the, the top seed. Both things can be true at the same time. Nuanced conversations, famously easy to have on the internet, right? Uh, so you're not gonna you're not gonna have very many level-headed conversations on Twitter. So that's why we try to have them here uh, about right. the Chiefs' offense because <laughs> I think both things can be true, right? I think that they're kind of they're kind of stuck at wide receiver, right? That, that's mm -hmm. pretty clear. It's pretty evident they're stuck there. Um, they don't have enough talent there. They don't have the talent that they thought. Their plan. I believe even I, the guys from NFL Network, I think it might have been James Palmer, came out and said, hey, look, they're admitting their plan didn't work this year. 
with wide receivers. They had a plan. It didn't work this year, but they're seven and three. And Correct. they're a game a half game back off of the one seed with a defense that is outstanding. outstanding. Um with with guys like Legarius Sneed locking down AJ Brown, who had one catch for eight yards. Yeah. Uh the one like explosive play they had was Devonta Smith, who got matched up on a safety like Correct. got sometimes, right? You get got sometimes. They got got. He made a play. But what I really noted in that game, like when I was leaving the stadium and I was right, Twitter fingers going all crazy as I'm trying to walk out of the stadium and Tara's over here telling me to look up off my phone or I'm going to get lost and uh, all of that is uh, the receivers were the difference in that game. You look over at the Eagles receiving core, they had a guy step up, make a play, uh, a guy who was a Heisman winner, by the way, sure. a guy who was a <laughs> first round pick. They had. Uh, investment in that wide receiver yeah. possession, uh, position. I could say the opposite for the Chiefs, actually, in terms of their investment in the wide receiver position. That's just some of the things I took away. I think both things can be true at the same time, where the Chiefs are still... I actually think they're still the favorite to win the Super Bowl right now, um, according to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts moved into betting odds favorite to win the MVP, which, like, after that game is kind of a weird one to move him into the odd yeah. betting favorite for. yeah. Um, Bigby, actually, before we like get too far, have you seen the tweet comparing his numbers to Jordan Love's and they're like strangely similar? Yes, I absolutely have. It's crazy. Yeah, this is not uh, an MVP caliber season for Jalen Hurts. He, he's not playing no. like an MVP, not at all. And I like, I'm not Jaylen saying Hurts he's playing lot. bad or anything like I'm just saying when you think of the, the most valuable player <laughs> of the National Football League. What he's doing on Sundays is not what you think of. It's Tyreek Hill, by the way. If, if yeah. there's ever going to be a year for a non-quarterback uh, to win this award, it's going to be Absolutely. this year. It's going to be Tyreek Hill. Absolutely. Um, but yes, all of that to say, I think the Chiefs Chiefs will be okay. They're, the back half of their schedule is not as hard as we anticipated it to be, right? Especially with Joe Burrow going out. That's the Week 17 game. Uh, who knows if Jake Browning plays like Tom Brady possessed or the, the prime <laughs> Joe Montana. I guess that could happen. Um, and that game gets a little bit more interesting. Right. But the Bills look like they're in a, in a kind of a state of disarray. Like Absolutely. all of the games that look like they're going to be their tough game, the Chargers coming up in in, in late uh, in the schedule. They just they're ready to quit. They're, 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 they're back after their schedule is a little bit lighter. And I think that does benefit them a little bit in a, in a lot of ways. And that kind of can help them. Kind of get right. It starts with the the Vegas Raiders this week, which they're playing better. They're playing, they're playing better. They, they don't have a ton of talent, but they're playing better. But this shouldn't be a game that the the Chiefs. I mean, their NFL talent. Don't get me wrong, but the Chiefs should be able to beat the Raiders. Absolutely, they should. Um, and if there's ever a game, ever a team, ever a matchup for. Andy Reid to show, okay, yeah, we're fine. It's going to be against the Raiders. That's like, right. it's going to be, uh, yeah, we're going to break out the A script for a game. We're gonna, we're right. done doing this, like, B and C script. Let's break out the A script, show you what we're about, and then tuck it back away until, you know, the divisional round. That's right. uh, and then, then we'll move on. But I think the, the wide receiver conversation has been dominating Twitter, been dominating really the NFL space, I think, for, for a minute now when it comes to just uh, – the, the Chiefs and, and how they stack up in the AFC. I, I think they're fine when it comes to like the AFC playoff race and everything like that. There's some guy on Twitter from like Denver talking about how the 
the Broncos were only two games out of the West now, and but that would require for the Chiefs to lose to or I mean, I think the Broncos would have to win out, and the Chiefs have to lose three or something like that. Um, and you start to look at the Chiefs' schedule, and like three games out of these might be tough for the Broncos. But uh, let's take a break, Big B. When we get back, let's talk some Thanksgiving football let's because again. We got we got some good games this week. We got some good yeah. games. Uh, we got a Black Friday game. We've got obviously the regular Sunday slate, uh, but Thanksgiving games. Three games, I believe, on Thanksgiving. A Black Friday game. NFL football the whole weekend. We'll be back right after this. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. Hey everyone, this is BJ Kissel. We'll get right back to the show. I just need a minute to share some important news, but as always, thank you for the support. The KCSN Foundation just launched our third annual Soul of KC Holiday Raffle and Toy Drive and it benefits Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store. This campaign has raised more than $35,000 over the past two years, helping provide a better Christmas for kids in our community. And it's simple. We sell raffle tickets for a chance to win any of the more than 20 fantastic prizes that we have available this year. It's things like a Travis Kelsey autographed full-size Chiefs helmet, or a Chris Jones autographed jersey, a George Karloftis jersey. How about a Patrick Mahomes autographed mini helmet? We've got gift cards to local restaurants like Capitol Grill, Mission Taco Joint, or Third Street Social. You can find the full list of prizes on our social media accounts, or you can click the link in the description of this show. Again, all of the proceeds go to buying presents for Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store, and you can get tickets now through December 4th. Help us continue to help others, because that's what the KCSN Foundation is all about. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a time for great joy, but also extra added stress to your life as well. Whether you're stressed about possibly meeting with family, traveling, or more, it can be a difficult time during the holidays. Adding something new and positive to your life can be a way to counteract some of the stress and those feelings. Therapy can be an opportunity for you to talk through some of those feelings and allow yourself to de-stress and decompress a little bit and feel better about the situation you might be in. It can help you feel more grounded and more settled in your life. Everyone deals with the stress of family, travel, financial stress, job stress during the holiday season. Instead of bottling up some of those feelings, it's best to have an opportunity to express them. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, especially during the holidays. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this holiday season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big B, you're down there in Dallas. Yep. Tomorrow at 3.30, the Dallas Cowboys are hosting the uh, Washington Commanders, which, by the way, didn't know this until today, that Sam Howell leads the league in passing yards? Yes, he does. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. How are the vibes down there in Dallas? They're feeling good. I, I tell you, people are feeling good right now about the Dallas Cowboys. But this is kind of par for the course for them. You know, come out of the gate, you feel a little good, you maybe stumble here or there, and then they kind of hit their stride. I said, but they they kind of have navigated their schedule. I mean, if you look at the Cowboys' schedule, the Eagles got to keep playing. And the Eagles' yeah. next four weeks are tough. Well, the Cowboys, they kind of manufacture. They've got some tough games still coming up near, towards the end of the year. I said, but uh, they're feeling good. Cowboys fans are feeling good about the Cowboys right now because the defense is pretty much, for the most part, except for one or two games, played good all year. And they're starting to be more aggressive on offense. And Dak Prescott is playing some of the best football that I've ever seen him play since he's been in the National Football League. It's been pretty... um... Up and down, I think you could say, for the Cowboys. Cowboys should have beat the Eagles the other week. Um, they probably should have hung on to win that game. Uh, I do love the... It seems like they try to make it an NFC East game every time it's uh, the Cowboys Thanksgiving game. Uh haven't seen yet if the, what jerseys they're wearing, if they're wearing the old school, um, like the blue tops with the white shoulder pad, like the white shoulders. I like those, big fan of those. Um, but yeah, I... If we've learned anything about this year of NFL football, expect the unexpected when it comes to games like when it comes to games like this. The Commanders have played the Eagles really tough this year, and they really the Commanders have played the Eagles pretty tough the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always find that very interesting. Like they're a divisional team, right? They, these teams are built to beat the other teams in their division. Like they're they're built to beat. They're built to match up really tough against the Eagles against the Cowboys. So I'm curious to see how that uh, stacks up on, uh, well, tomorrow on Thanksgiving because that's going to be a good one. I always love to watch that one during, while I'm eating. Right. Uh, but, but they've they've added the three games. I, was this new last year or the year before? I can't remember. Fairly new they've added the Sunday night game. Well, it's a Sunday night football broadcast. 
Right. It's not a Sunday night football game. Um, they've added the night game to it. But first, uh, the 11.30 a.m. kickoff for the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Listen, that's a home game for the Lions, right? Tradition, yep. as tradition says. 11.30 a.m. kickoff central. Right. So uh, that's kicking off at, at, at noon 30 for uh for the lions on a on a thursday uh, against the packers uh big b thoughts on uh, thoughts on this matchup the packers have been playing better as of recently yeah packers have been playing better um but i like detroit detroit here's the thing about detroit detroit's defense hasn't played great the last 3 weeks or so has it yeah. been great uh their offense is still kicking uh but that's the 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 fear that you're hearing the buzz around the league is that the Lions defense is starting to regress to what it was at the beginning of last year. If you remember the beginning of last year, like the first eight games, they were giving up like 35 points a game, just getting shredded. Uh, they got rid of some players. So hopefully they can turn it around because I'm, I'm actually rooting for the Lions. I want to see the Lions be able to do something uh, in the, the NFC this year. Uh, it's going to be tough. But I am rooting for the Lions just for the simple fact that they haven't done anything for so, so <laughs> long. It's like, oh, my goodness. Come on, man. And at some point, they got to make it. Now, I don't think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. But NFC Championship game, uh, right now, they got the inside track to the number two seed. Uh, and they're right behind now. They're going to have to, the Eagles are going to have to lose a few times. But if you look at the Eagles' schedule, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, but I, the, the Lions, I think, should be able to handle the Packers. Even though the Packers are playing better, their secondary isn't great. It's a little beat up. I think the Lions may roll in this one. I think so, too. It, the Lions are a fun team to cheer for, especially how Dan Campbell has those uh, has that team uh, has that team ready to go, it seems like, every Sunday. Uh, I, I love that guy's uh, statitude and... Everything about Dan Campbell, man. That's a, that's a football coach right there. Um, but you're right. I'm looking ahead at the at the at the Lions schedule. They got the Saints, the Bears, the Broncos, the Vikings, the Cowboys, and the Vikings again. Yeah. What is up? What is up with the NFL schedule makers doing all of these twice in three weeks? <laughs> I have no idea. It, it's it's mine, but I can see twice in a month. I get that. Okay. But doing the the whole two twice in three weeks, that's crazy. It's just I mean, what are we doing here, man? Spread the games out some. It's ridiculous. Who was I looking at? Who was I looking at? I think it's the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys have the Giants. No, the Giants have already played. No, they they played them already. They played them already. They've they've played their twice. There's one team that I've looked at the schedule at for a few times. So maybe it's well, the, maybe it's the Bills. The Chiefs did. Maybe it's the Bills I'm thinking of. Have they played? No. No, because they've already played Miami and the Jets. It's somebody who plays the Giants. Who would play the Giants? It would be probably an NFC East team, especially for Philly. Twice. Maybe it is Philly. Does Philly play the Giants twice in two weeks? Let's look it up. This is what the live show is all about right here. <laughs> Live look, they do. It's yeah. yes, it is Giants, Cardinals, Giants on Christmas, and then they play the Cardinals on the thirty first and January seventh against the Giants. Why are NFL schedule? 
here's the deal. I don't know if you've seen the commercial that the NFL keeps trying to push out there. They're like, look at AI came out with so many outcomes for this NFL schedule. This is why AI. That's right. A real human being to look (laughs) at it. You've lost the human touch. Yeah, it seems that way. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, there's three teams. So there must be four teams then, technically, if we're looking at it like that. Or. Three, six, nine teams. So I don't know. I just I think that's crazy when you look at it. But also the Eagles have a tough game this week against the Bills. And I don't know if that's that'll be a letdown game. Uh, it is at home versus uh, Buffalo. We'll see how that all shakes out. Uh, but let's go to the Sunday night game because I think this one's really interesting. Uh, when you look, when you talk about this, I keep calling it a Sunday night game, Big B. Thursday I night. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Amazon doesn't have this Thursday night broadcast either. Nope. Which is a which is maybe might be uh, tripping me up because Amazon paid out the ass to get the Friday night game, the uh, the Black Friday game. Which what what happened? What happened, Big B, to to sanctity in this sport? I don't know. I, I think it's ridiculous that they're doing the Friday night game. Man, leave it. First of all, on this week, it's like the NFL just had to dip their toe in and steal money from, from number one, from the college games, because I always like the college games that come on. But then yep. the high school games, too, because there's high school playoff games that are coming on, that are on, not necessarily on TV, but people are going to. It's like, come on, man. What are you doing here? This is ridiculous. It's unreal. Um It, it makes me upset. And I saw there was a tweet from uh, Joe Pompliano or something, some sports business guy. I'm probably butchering his name, so, I mean, you can correct me in the comments. <laughs> uh, and he had tweeted out kind of about, like, the workaround. Because there is, like, a bill. There's, like, an official law of, like, the chief, like, chiefs. The NFL can't uh, broadcast a game on, like, Friday after 6 p.m. Eastern time or, like, Saturdays after when college football is still going on. And they're getting around it because they're playing at three. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, Unreal. man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Hundred million dollars, I believe, is what they paid for this. Uh, Amazon, and they will make all that money back in advertising because yes, they, they are advertising on Black Friday to people just sitting in front of a screen. So, um, but this is the Forty Nine ers Seahawks. <laughs> the <laughs> long winded way to get to the Forty Nine ers Seahawks. Thursday night game on NBC with the Sunday night football broadcast. Anyhow, um, this is another matchup that happens again in two weeks. The, the Seahawks and 49ers play in December 10th. So that was the other team I was thinking of, uh, the other matchups. Uh, but looking at that big B, um, the Seahawks had a little bit of momentum built yeah. up. And especially when when the Niners lost three games in a row, they like, hang on, this could get interesting. Now it looks like the Niners have their swagger back and the Seahawks are going in the opposite direction, not what they wanted to at this first meeting. Absolutely. they. I mean, they had the lead in the division, uh, and now they've lost a couple in a row. Uh, just the Seahawks. First of all, Geno Smith is not playing like the Geno Smith of last year. Uh, he is. He's back to being playing like the guy that was a, a, a backup for a decade. You know, he's had some flashes here or there, but... Geno Smith is not playing well. Second of all, he's banged up. You know, he, he was he's hurt. Uh, Kenneth Walker is not going to play in this game for the most part. He's not officially out 
but he's doubtful on a Wednesday. When you're doubtful on a Wednesday and you play Thursday, you're not playing. So uh, I don't see any way that the Seahawks can win this football game, especially the way that the 49ers are playing right now. Uh, because the one vulnerability that you think of is that you can run a little bit against the 49ers. That's the thing. You can run the football slightly against them. Uh, not great, but you can. Uh, you can definitely throw it some, but I just don't see them being able to protect uh, enough. It's going to be a problem for the Seahawks to compete. I agree. Uh, the 49ers also, they're... I don't know if you saw... I'm sure you did see this, Big B. Shaquille Leonard, Shaquille Darius Leonard, whatever name he wants to go by, uh, was released... Yes. Also, everything going on with Jim Irsay right now is kind of insane. The dude is saying oh. he has, he's been prejudiced against for being a white billionaire. Like those Ooh. words came out of his mouth. Yes. Yes. And he literally said it. I don't care. It's the truth. I'm like, wow. What, what this world has come to is that I'm just a victim being a billionaire. I'm a victim. Because I got pulled over for having drugs in my car and and can't pass a sobriety test. I'm the victim. Unbelievable. I, I, I just, I couldn't believe that it actually said that he said it. I, somebody tweeted it or texted me and said that. And I'm like, you're lying. And lo and behold. <laughs> he then went off on like first take on like a Twitter tirade. Yeah. Was, and, so, um, and they didn't even say anything bad. They did. They didn't like attack them. They just told the truth, and it's just like, oh my god, it's oh weird things are happening in Indianapolis. Um, I feel bad that Anthony Richardson's not healthy. Uh, maybe mm, I don't know. I really like Anthony Richardson. I hope he's doing all right right now. Um, save him from Jim Mercy. So did the Niners get Shaq Leonard or whatever he's going to go by? No, so that's what I'm saying is, like, I feel like that that's just, like, it seems like a foregone conclusion because the 49ers just get every defensive lineman that's available, right? So it's like, yeah. okay, so he's either going to go to Philadelphia or he's going to go to San Francisco because those are really your two options. <laughs> if Jerry like. Jones had any gumption, they just lost their linebacker for the year. Mm. There's zero reason that they don't go get this guy. If he can play, if he yeah. passes all the medical stuff, yeah. there is zero reason that the Cowboys shouldn't go and get this guy, even before he cleared waivers. Just pay him. You're going to need him. I mean, it's not like you're not even going to need him next year. You are. So if he clears all the medical stuff, I mean, he's tailor-made for what the Cowboys actually need at this point in time. But well, Jerry Jones hasn't part. done that stuff in the past, so we'll see. That's the tough part is his medicals. Like, his body went so downhill so fast. Yes. Um, and he was, like, Nerve two damage. years True. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, two Man. years ago, he was, like, the best. Well, Fred Warner still exists. He was, like, the second best linebacker in the NFL. I mean, he was first-team All-Pro three years. 2019, or, yeah, 2019, 2000, or 18, 19, and then 21. Skip 20 and 21. I mean, he was a first-team All-Pro. So, I mean, the guy was a tackling machine. And then his body just went kaput on him. I mean, nerve damage. They thought it was a foot injury. It turned out to be a, a nerve where he had to have surgery in his back to fix it, which is crazy. But, yeah. you know, it's all connected. So, but if he can pass medicals, I mean, he is a get for anybody that gets him. 
He's a good linebacker. Very good. He was he was due like six million, right? If he was claimed off waivers, I think I saw. So it was like he was he was claimed a, a good amount of money if he was gonna have to commit to him if if they were gonna claim him for uh, half a year. Um but I think he'll be on a team. Like I don't think he's just gonna sit there unless it is really that bad. Unless his health really is that bad. I don't think he is just gonna sit there, especially if he's okay with signing a vet minimum deal. Correct. Um, if he's okay with that, then I think that he will be employed tomorrow. Um, <laughs> give, let him sit out the holiday, let him have the holiday, and then sign on Black Friday. Uh, which, speaking of, uh, Big B, Dolphins and Jets playing on Black Friday. Are you going to watch this game? Nope. I'm not I'm not watching Jets football any longer. I, I refuse a- to watch Jets football. That's terrible. They're, they're terrible. Uh, yeah, Tim Boyle is a starting quarterback. So I say that, and I'm a Steelers fan. Offense can't be any worse than what Baby Hands Pickett is throwing out there. It just can't. It can't be any worse than that. So I mean, I say that, but the Jets, and I think the Jets got their wits in against Buffalo. I think the defense just finally threw their hands up and just said, "This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous." So I get it. I don't plan on watching that game because the Missouri Tigers play the Arkansas Razorbacks at three. Ooh. Um, Mizzou. There's some pretty good... Yeah, the Missouri Tigers. Good football team. Um, never die in the country right now. Listen, I saw some people... I know you're a Louisville guy, right? Yep. So we can have a little bit of this conversation before I tell the good folks about DraftKings. I've seen some people be upset that Missouri's ahead of Louisville, but... Hmm. Uh, it shouldn't It'll be. work... It'll work it out. Like if if Louisville runs the table, they'll be Adam Sorry. Like, yeah, but I mean, if, if people look. I'm a diehard Louisville fan. I'm 48 years old. I've loved Louisville my entire life. If you can't watch football and see that Missouri is a better football team than than or that Mizzou is better than Louisville, then you don't know what you're watching. I mean, just that's just the simple facts. Yes, they have two losses. Louisville lost a pit. Mizzou lost to Georgia by nine, played them well, and lost to LSU. So there's a huge difference there. And it's just Missouri is a better football team than Louisville. So, And that pains me to say, trust me, it pains me to say, especially as a guy that played at Kansas State, but it's the truth is the truth. So. I saw a lot of people saying that like the committee put Tennessee still in the rankings to I, I believe boost that. up. To boost up Missouri's resume, though they boosted it to boost up Georgia's. I don't resume. know about Missouri's resume. I don't, I don't know, but there, either way, there is no reason on for any reason that Tennessee should be ranked in any poll anywhere for anything. Oh no, football related wise, no reason at all. They've been pasted the last two weeks. Pasted. But Georgia, Georgia has a ranked win though, and then that's why they're doing it. Yeah, and Alabama too. Right. I think it's more Alabama than Georgia. That's that's a good point. I forgot about that. Uh, I think I, I, I talked about this on the Barely Bull Eligible show. I do the college football show. Um, I heard somebody say this. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Danny Canal. Um, he said that the committee does 6 through 25 to justify 1 through 4. Um, and you can kind of get hints on what 1 through 4 or really what 1 through Six will be, I guess, uh, by what they do 
25 to 7, right? You can kind of get a hint of like, okay, they're really valuing Washington a little bit more than they are Florida State now. Now, I don't know if you saw Clemson snuck into number 25. That's a ranked win for Florida State now. Uh, So there's a little bit of like, there's a little bit of things there. I'm sure you turned into this NFL podcast to hear B and I talk about the (laughs) college football playoff selection committee, which happens in Grapevine, not too far from where you're at. No, no, that's where our man. Nick Lecky, that's where he's from, Grapevine. Yes, it's true. They probably just do it right there at Grapevine High. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. They'd probably do it at some major hotel that they got in Grapevine. Oh, I'm sure they do it at the Four Seasons. Oh, that's probably actually where they do it at. But uh, Big Beat, there is a lot to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week a week full of action. New customers can bet just five bucks on the NFL action and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter what your appetite is, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. Chiefs early line, eight and a half point favorites against the vaunted Las Vegas Raiders. So this is what you got to do. You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code KCSN. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. All right, Big B, anything football-wise that we did not talk about that you want to talk about? Hmm, I don't think so, man. We we covered it tonight. We we got the the Chiefs, we got the AFC, um, the NFC. No, I, I think we covered a lot of it, man. I think we we got through this thing. So let's talk about Thanksgiving. Yes. That's what I want to talk about now. Is so if you're if you're like, okay, uh, this is where you turn the podcast off if you don't want to hear any fun talk, any of the fun <laughs> stuff. Go ahead and turn off the podcast now. If you want to have some more fun, if you're trying to uh, to hang out for a little bit, get some time away from the family still a little bit, you can listen to us chop it up about Thanksgiving. Uh, Big B, you were on 21 Questions last week. We had a few Thanksgiving questions. Uh, you and I both agree about stuffing, dressing. Uh, oh, yeah. Very good stuff. What are you most excited about? Come come Thanksgiving dinner time tomorrow. They say dinner's ready. What are you What are you going taking a beeline for first? I am. I'm basic when it com- comes to that i like turkey i like i like turkey i like dressing i like gravy and and i like to put gravy on all of it mashed potatoes the first plate for me it's, it's always the same it's always the same bunch of turkey bunch of dressing bunch of mashed potatoes and gravy and i load that thing with gravy i don't the, the whole thing that is the my first plate. That is what I am excited for tomorrow. Bread dressing, cornbread dressing. Two to, if you have two different kinds, it's best. So, and I call it dressing, by the way. I don't call it stuffing. I never have. Never have it. Interesting. 
I was, no, I was having a conversation. I was having a conversation with Sean Barber today. He's from Richmond, Virginia, right? So he always called it st- stuffing. He mm-hmm. that so that's that's north enough to call it stuffing. I'm just curious where that line is because I mean you you're in Kentucky, yeah, uh, Indiana, Kentucky, essentially. You know, you're right there on that border. That's so. That's like I still. I mean, I don't know. Nobody called I, it stuffing where I'm from. That that is not. Nobody did. It was always dressing. It didn't matter if you stuffed the bird or not. Nobody called it <laughs> stuffing. Whether you put the, the the dressing in the bird or you didn't put it in the bird, which yeah. depending on where you're from, depending. I mean, in who's cooking on what you do with that. Uh, I always think that's a waste. I know you get all those good juices by stuffing the bird, but. I'm like, but if you take it all out and you put it in a separate dish anyway, why don't you just make it that way? Throw a little turkey broth in there and figure it out. But some people are like, no, you got to stuff it. So it is what it is. But no stuffing. No stuffing. Dressing. I just am very interested in the dialect map there. I'm like, <laughs> what, what, where's the area? What, what is that area there? Um, so I had never, and this was something... It's probably a cultural thing, right? I had never really had collard greens before. I- I've had it a couple of times, but never like, yeah, yeah, can you believe that? Bite your tongue, Tucker. Big B, it's probably because I'm white as a ghost. That's probably why. <laughs> no, no, I know. I will say this. If you're from down south anywhere, I don't there. care who you are or where you are, you're eating green. You're eating green. I don't care white, black, green, yellow, turquoise. You've had greens before, and you've loved every bite of it. And I think that's probably more accurate because I've grown up in Missouri my whole life. That's not really a Midwestern thing, right? I got, uh, you. I got you. You got the tater tot casserole. You got the 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 tater. You ever you ever had any of that, Big B? Any tater tot casserole? Tater tot casserole. I don't like what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I that is not something that you're going to get me to eat at any point. Doesn't. It just uh, not for Thanksgiving, man. No, 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 no tater tot casserole. And all it is is ground beef, like cream of mushroom soup. I was gonna and say, I bet it's probably delicious. Bites. I was gonna say, I bet it's delicious. <laughs> it's pretty simple. It's you know, like uh, at those like church potlucks, right? Like you every every now and again, every every some of these Sundays, you uh, at at the church they'll bring. It's like, hey, everybody bring a dish, and we'll right? just have it. Yeah. Usually, always, there would be tater tot casserole. You could, uh, you could get, you could guarantee tater tot casserole would be there. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually had it at Thanksgiving. Uh, I think I probably have. Um, but man, I, I was talking to Sean Barber about this, and I, and I know for a fact that this is a Midwestern thing. And I know, okay. there's no way they're doing this in the South. Um, it's called macaroni and cheese and corn. So it's not like what you're thinking of, like, Kraft Mac and Cheese and, like, a can of corn. That's not what it is. It's just, like, do you ever have, like, Jack Stack Barbecue? You ever had Jack Stack? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they got the... Cheesy corn. They got the the cheesy corn. It's like that, but, like, with pasta noodles in it as well. So it's, like, it's pretty good. I enjoy it. My grandma made it really well. Like, it was one of those things I can always remember as a kid. A pretty nostalgic thing for me. That's one of my favorite sides just because it's, like, you get the sweetness of the sweet corn. You get the savoriness of the cheese. It's one of those things. It's a, it's a nice little a tango. But I know that that is Midwestern. I know no one outside of the Midwest is making hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I've never heard of that. 
uh, as a Thanksgiving meal, uh, mac and cheese, corn or whatever. Yeah, no, no, it's a Midwestern thing. Doesn't mean it's not delicious. Doesn't sure. mean it's not delicious. But no, no. I'm gonna ask you a question that uh, that Sean Barber asked me. Okay. You you got you got yams at the table. You got the candy yams. Do you, you usually have those? Yeah, absolutely. I don't Do like you, them though. Okay. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. When when you see it when when you prepare them, are they like sliced in the discs or is it like pureed, like a sweet potato casserole type of deal, or like when they're prepared? How is it prepared on on, on your guys' end? I mean, you can buy them with in the can. You can yeah. do that. Um and and do it that way. That's fine, but not at my family. They did they didn't do that. They they bought sweet potatoes and made it that way with actual sweet potatoes, and then cut them up, slice them, all that good stuff. Not out of uh, red. Yeah, yeah. Red random on asked in the chat: a sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie? Uh, I don't really like pie, but if I did, it would be sweet potato pie. I'm not a pie person. I'm a cake person. I my wife thinks I'm insane, uh, and most people that ask, "Oh, you want a piece of pie?" I'm like, eh, "Not really." I'm kind of simple when it comes to sweets like that. I I, I prefer cake. I prefer birthday cake over anything. Mm. I could eat birthday cake every week. It just it doesn't. We don't even need an occasion. Just bring me some birthday cake with some vanilla ice cream, and I'm in heaven. I am in heaven. I'm not too picky, truthfully, when it comes to sweets. <laughs> I got a big old sweet tooth. I don't know what it is. <laughs> My girlfriend Tara does not have a big old sweet tooth as I do, but I always, every night around, you know, this time right here, about, about nine o'clock, I'm like, what do we got sweet in there? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Can, oh, I, can yeah. I go get, grab some ice cream or something? Can I go get something, <laughs> something sweet? Got any Got any leftover, uh, leftover candy sitting around? Yeah, but got a big old sweet tooth. That's it. It's good stuff. Does Tara, does she bake any sweets and stuff like that around Thanksgiving? So she's big into brownies. She loves baking brownies, and that's one of her things. And, like, brownies are my weakness. Uh, But her signature dish, she doesn't really bake. What she makes is a killer green bean casserole. Her green bean casserole is like makes the cream of mushroom from scratch and everything. Oh, uh, puts okay. puts a little bit of the Swiss puts Swiss cheese in the cream of mushrooms. Uh, okay, little, uh, reduction okay. That she makes there the the fresh green beans cuts them up and oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's it's uh, we still got some we got some of the fridge because we had a friendsgiving last weekend and I've been eating on it for probably a close <laughs> to a week now. Good for you, man. Because we made a big old stuff, but that's that's her thing is the green bean casserole. Uh, I love me some green bean casserole. Gotcha. My wife, she makes this thing called gooey butter cake. It's either called that or chess squares. And it's the most delicious thing that it's the greatest dessert that I've ever had. It's better than birthday cake for me. I mean, it is anybody out there that's watching, paying attention, listening. Either look chess squares or gooey butter cake. It is delicious. You got to get on that if you haven't. It is outstanding. It'll change your life. I'm just telling you right now, it will literally change your life. For the better. That's it. I'm the better. (laughs) (laughs) I need to clarify that. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I'm coming over tomorrow. Same (laughs) spot. I'll be over. You sold me. 
All right, Big B. I appreciate you hanging out. Any final thoughts before we go? No, the one thing, like I said, man, Chiefs fans, like I said at the beginning, don't panic. Don't panic. Uh, yes, it was some drop passes. Uh, yes, there were two turnovers. Just think about that for a second. Toe-to-toe with the best team in the National Football League. Um, it, at least one of the two, one of the three best teams. The the, the Eagles are, are are definitely that. And if you don't have the two turnovers in the red zone, you win. I mean, even if you just have to settle for field goals, you win the game because you dominated up front, which is something that I don't think any Chiefs fan or anybody thought that the Chiefs were going to be able to do is to dominate the line of scrimmage. And they did that. So I would feel good, actually, if I'm a Chiefs fan thinking, yeah, we dropped all these passes. We got to clean that up. But man, if we don't have those two ridiculous turn. I mean, Kelsey never fumbles. You know, that's something that he just seen. I mean, he fumbles what once a year and that just happened to be the time that he did. Mahomes doesn't throw the ball, kind of lobs a late interception. It was a good play by by Baird. I'll I'll give him credit for that. But if you just kick those two field goals there, you win the game. So I wouldn't panic if I were Chiefs fans, man. I I just wouldn't. Not to mention, you're still a really good football team and you're seven and three. So there's worse things that you could be. You could be a Steelers fan right now with baby hands picket. Think about that. Just think about that. <laughs> it's a great sentiment to end on, Big B. Is, uh, <laughs> Chiefs fans have a lot to be thankful for. And there you go. Uh, lot to be thankful for in Chiefs. And we appreciate you guys hanging out with us live at the time. If you're watching with us live, appreciate you guys. Also appreciate you listening after the fact on the uh, KCS and audio platforms. Make sure to go check out our Sola KC raffle. We're doing right now for Operation Breakthrough. Hey, if you like that guy, Travis Kelsey, he works a lot with Operation Breakthrough. He has an ignition lab over there that he had uh, he had built right after he signed his contract. We're working with them at their holiday store. We got some uh, cool prizes you guys can enter to win uh, for the raffle. Details of that will be uh, in the description, and you can go to the KCSN social channels at KC Sports Network to, uh, to see a full list of the prize. Got a Travis Kelsey full-signed helmet, Derek Johnson full-size helmet, um, Signed by Derek Johnson. And then we also got many helmets signed by Will Shields, Patrick Mahomes, Trip McDuffie. So a lot of really cool prizes you can get. One ticket, $20, uh, 10 for, uh, I forgot. But you're going to have to, you're, that's why you got to go check it out at uh, at, at Casey's Sports Network on our social channels. And uh, be sure to be tuned in here as we will get you ready for everything leading up to the Chiefs versus Raiders. Coming up on Sunday at 325. Hey, that's a Kevin Harlan Trent Green game. So big day for Kansas City uh, on that one. We get that broadcast there. So for Big B, Brian Hanley, I'm Tucker Franklin. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you later.